What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, New Vision. Thanks for joining us for another episode in our Hebrews podcast. If you don't know me, my name is Ben Curtis, and I serve as the campus pastor at our Buchanan location. Today, we're going to be picking up in Hebrews chapter 8, and I'll be reading verses 7 through 13 from the New International Version. Verse 7. For if there had been nothing wrong with that first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. I want to start by asking a question that I hope you'll think about throughout today's podcast. How is your relationship with God? Are you drawing near to him? Are you closer to him, say, today than you were a year ago? Some of you are really growing in your relationship with God. You're spending time, you're in his word, you're, you're praying. When things get hard, you put your trust in him. If you're like me, you, you mess up every day and, and, and hopefully you're running to him for forgiveness instead of running away from him. Your love is growing. Obedience is, is a joy. It's not a burden to you. You may even be a brand new Christian. Uh, you're new to the faith and you're just excited about your relationship with God. But sooner or later, what happens uh, in our faith journey, we get to this point, things happen. It's really hard to pinpoint why, but sometimes we begin to drift. And, and it may be that someone listening today, you're drifting. That's where you're at. You're drifting in your relationship with God. And if that's where you're at, I just pray this passage will help you to draw near to Jesus and stop drifting. That's, that's really what Hebrews is about, isn't it? To help us as believers when we're drifting away from God. And sometimes uh, the, the, the author of Hebrews will give warnings and he'll tell us about the dangers of drifting. But most of the time, if you look at his overall argument, what he's doing is he's encouraging us to keep our eyes on Jesus, to see the supremacy of Jesus, to see that Jesus is greater than anything that we might be tempted to turn to uh, in place of him. Because ultimately, when we see Jesus for who he is and we see Jesus for what he's done, uh, that's what keeps us from drifting. So all through Hebrews, we've been seeing this uh, theme of greater than. Jesus is greater than the prophets. He's greater than the angels. He's a greater Moses who leads his people out of uh, Egypt into a new uh, place. He's, he's a greater Joshua leading his people into a new and better rest. And now he's showing us that Jesus is the mediator of a new and a better covenant. Let me just go back to verse 6 and just read there, the, the, the argument is the ministry that Jesus has received is as superior to theirs 
as the covenant of which he is a mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises. In other words, what he's saying is Jesus is not just a better priest, he's also the priest of a better covenant. So he quotes, this is a long quotation that we read today from Jeremiah 31, and he, he basically just quotes all that and makes one simple observation. God would not have announced that there was going to be a new covenant if the old covenant was still working. In our culture, we have this saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, the writer of Hebrews is saying it's broke and God's going to fix it, and he has fixed it. So verse 13, by calling this new covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. The very fact that he's announced the new covenant tells you that something was wrong, something was insufficient in the old covenant system with Moses. So today, we're just going to look at some things. What are? Why is it that this covenant is better? In what way is the new covenant better than, than the old? And the writer of Hebrews is going to tell us four things, okay? So first of all, in this passage, he tells us it's a better covenant because the law is actually now written on the hearts of God's people. Listen to verse 10 again. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. Now, if you remember in the old covenant in Exodus, when, when Moses came down from the mountain, from Mount Sinai, God had given the Ten Commandments. Where was the law written? It was written on stone tablets, right? By the very finger of God. And you know, that was, that was glorious. I mean, that was a wonderful and amazing thing that they received the written revelation of God himself. That was unprecedented. In fact, this was the high point in Moses' ministry. But as great as this was, in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 4, just prior to Moses' death, this is what he told the Israelites. He said, To this day the Lord has not given you a mind that understands, or eyes that see, or ears that hear. What was he saying? Well, he's saying that the law has been written in tablets of stone, but you've lacked the heart to obey it. So in, in the new covenant, what happens is God writes his law by his spirit on our hearts. And this is why the new covenant is so much more effective in transforming the inner lives of God's people. But he tells us something else. Not only did God say, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. He also says at the end of verse 10, I will be their God and they will be my people. So this is a better covenant because it involves a closer relationship between God and his people. That's the second thing that, I, that he tells us. What is the purpose for which God has made you? What is, what is God's purpose for you? His purpose is for you to be his possession and for you to be, for him to be your possession. And, and, it, and it's, it's for you to be his inheritance and for him to be your inheritance. So the, the whole point, the whole purpose of God in saving us is that he would be ours and we would be his. I will be your God. You will be my people. And that happens because of this new and better covenant. So we have this closer relationship with God. We have the law written on our hearts and on our minds. And third, it's a better covenant because every person, not just some, but every person in the covenant community will know the Lord. Verse 11, he says, No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. When we read this uh, phrase, to know, that, that language, uh, that's really the language of intimacy in the Bible. The point is not here that there will be no place for teachers. We could read Ephesians 4.11, and uh, we, we see there that God has given to the church gifts. He's given pastors, teachers, evangelists, 
for the equipping of the saints for the works of ministry. Uh, so, so it's not that there's no place for teachers any longer, but rather the knowledge of God will no longer be confined to just a privileged few. In other words, everyone has access to it. Everyone in this new covenant community will have an intimate and a personal knowledge of God. You know, you think about it in the old covenant community, you had true believers and non-believers. You could be, you could be an ethnic Jew, but not a spiritual Jew. That's what Paul talked about in, in Romans 9. Not all who are Israel are really Israel, right? So, so there were people who were in the covenant community in the Old Testament who didn't have an intimate personal relationship with God. But in the new covenant, everyone will have a personal relationship with God. That's at the very heart of what true Christianity is about. By, by faith in Jesus Christ, everyone who enters into the new covenant through Jesus' blood, we have a personal relationship with God. And the new covenant brings this about in a way that the old covenant never could. And then finally, he tells us it's a better covenant because we now actually have forgiveness of sin. Verse 12, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. The question is this, did the Old Testament sacrifices, uh, did they bring true and final forgiveness of sins? And the answer is no. They symbolized the payment for sin, but they, they really didn't have the power to accomplish it. What, what will the author of Hebrews say? If you keep reading in chapter 10, he's going to say, the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. And here's an amazing thought. All of the sins of the people of God in all of the ages, Old Testament, New Testament, those sins can only be forgiven by the blood of Jesus. And so that means Abraham's sins and Moses' sins and Aaron's sins and Joshua's sins and David's sins, they were not ultimately forgiven by those animals, uh, the, the animal sacrifices that we read about. They were forgiven. The, the animal sacrifices were a symbol, but they were forgiven by the blood of Jesus. They had a forward-looking faith. And so the, the old covenant was just a shadow of the good things that were to come in Christ. And the author of Hebrews is saying that this new covenant has now been fulfilled. And so when you're in despair, where do you look? Not to better circumstances, but you can look to a better priest and a better covenant. And friends, that's our hope today, to look to Jesus, the better priest of a better covenant. Father, we thank you for your word today, and we just ask that you would work it into our hearts and, and that you would encourage us by your spirit so that our focus of faith would be on Jesus and Jesus only. And we ask this in his name. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.